You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. It's a special week here. It's Thanksgiving week, so we have three games to break down for you on Thursday. That's right, not one, not two, but three. We actually only had two last year as we had a COVID cancellation for the Sunday night game. It's back. It's on Bills and Saints to close the triple header. We'll also talk about the Bears-Lions early game, and then looking at the Raiders and Cowboys as well. So we'll break those games down. We'll go to eight games on this show, so we'll make it a little bit lighter when we come back on Friday to break down the second half of games there for Sunday's action and uh, all the way through Sunday night and Monday night football. But here we'll focus a lot on Thursday and uh, make the transition to Sunday Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We're free and available to you on all platforms. So let's dive right into it and get into it so we can enjoy a happy Thanksgiving tomorrow. And it'll be happier if your fantasy players come through. And also you can avoid fantasy pitfalls here there while you're watching uh, the games. As you get the trip to fan stupor, you don't want to let your fantasy players or teams do that for you. So let's... Start with the Bears-Lions. Not a lot here on the table fantasy-wise. We know that. Andy Dalton is going to start for Justin Fields. Battered with that ribs injury. Knocked him out of the Ravens game. Andy Dalton, as expected, is starting. Allen Robinson not looking good for him with a hamstring as of right now. And uh, Damian Williams, I know he's the third down behind uh, Khalil Herbert to behind David Montgomery. But it looks like he's going to miss the game as well. So, a few injury updates for... The Bears, so who does that leave? A lot of David Montgomery and a lot of Darnell Moody. And I think that's where they're going to go this game. Marquise Goodwin should have good value again because it seemed like Andy Dalton had some connection with him. Now, would I go chase Marquise Goodwin in the 10 to 12 team leagues and want to play him? No. But if you're in a deeper league, 14 to 16, need some help with the buys that you have with the Cardinals and Chiefs off and some other injuries at the position, you might pivot to Goodwin this week. So, He's a speedster. He can make things happen against the Lions. But I, I really like this matchup for Montgomery and Mooney. Montgomery should have his best game yet returning. So an RB1, he has a good history against the Lions. The Lions' run defense stinks. The Bears want to stay grounded and simple to win this game with Andy Dalton. So don't do that. But Darnell Mooney just on fire. Two touchdowns against the Steelers. He went off last week against the Ravens. He's taking over as their number one receiver. Might as well do it with Allen Robinson out because that's going to be the norm next season when Allen Robinson presumably leaves in free agency. So Mooney operating like a wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. He's jumped from wide receiver three flex sleeper to that level. I think that's been the good development here without Robinson, that they've realized that Mooney should be a go-to guy. That's what you're seeing. Montgomery will also have that status out of the backfield. A little less to share there with Williams out of the lineup here. So interesting developments for the Bears, but that's where I'm going. I wouldn't go Cole Komet. The Lions are surprisingly pretty good against the tight end, partly because they're so bad against the run and so bad against wide receivers that there's no real reason to take those easy throws to the tight end. We know Andy Dalton can do that, but Cole Komet really wasn't that busy with either Fields or 
Dalton last week. So yeah, Montgomery RB1, Mooney wide receiver 2 with a bullet. Bears defense you can play as well. The Lions uh, could turn it over. Now, we're not sure exactly who's going to be the quarterback, but it doesn't really matter between Jared Goff and Tim Boyle. Still not feeling it. I think Tim Boyle might actually help for TJ Hawkinson because uh, we know this is a tough matchup for the Lions for tight ends. The Bears should have Eddie Jackson back. There's no Khalil Mack on the other side, but plenty of other playmakers for the Bears to have impact. Again, whether it's Goff or Boyle completely avoiding there, we know what the Lions game plan is going to be. It's been the game plan for the last two weeks. Feed DeAndre Swift as much as possible. Give Jamal Williams a few relief touches. Don't force things to the wide receiver and hope that Hawkinson can be a big factor in the passing game. So, Hawkinson is more of a back-end, tight-end one at best this week here in this matchup. Swift, the Bears you can run on. I don't think there's a dominant there. So, Swift, based on volume alone, he can be an RB1. We want the touchdowns to come, however, with the yardage. And I think that might come here for sure at home. You figure Swift will show up and play here, so... Really looking at Swift, Hawkinson, Montgomery, Mooney, Bears defense, everywhere else is a bit of a stretch here this week. All right, let's uh, turn our attention to the next game. A few more points of this one. Uh, that was a three-point spread in favor of the Bears, 41.5. Here the number jumps up to 50.5, the Raiders-Cowboys game. The Cowboys, 7.5-point favorites at home. So the biggest spread that we'll talk about in this show, including the Sunday games that we'll get to. So... Yeah, let's talk about the Raiders. You can't really trust Derek Carr. I know the matchup on paper is good, but we thought that same thing for Matt Ryan and Patrick Mahomes. Do you really trust Derek Carr? He's somewhere in the middle of the spectrum between those two quarterbacks at this point in 2021. So you can't go there. Josh Jacobs doesn't inspire confidence, especially with the split with Kenny Drake. Neither of these guys are doing anything. Cowboys typically good against the run. They had that one bad game against the Broncos. Last week, Clyde Edwards-Alaire scored on the ground, but there's not much else, much else there going on. So... Yeah, the Raiders are also not as good as the Chiefs. We know that. So the run running game looks bad. So really going Darren Waller, looking at him as a back-end tight end one. The matchup is good enough for him to keep producing. And Hunter Renfro as a wide receiver three. But that's about it where I'm feeling comfortable with the Raiders here this week. So maybe Brian Edwards can make a big play. But I'm just not trusting Derek Carr to have a clean game. And I don't see more than a couple touchdowns with that uh, turnover game here for Carr this week. Now let's look at the Cowboys side of things. Uh, doesn't look good for CeeDee Lamb. They've been holding out optimism that he can play, but two mispractices with a concussion, short week turnaround, really hard to play in a game in that circumstance. So I would expect CD to not be available, and Amari Cooper's already not going to be available for a second straight game with the COVID-19 protocol. So he misses a chance for a big-time revenge game. So who does Dak Prescott have? Well, you'll see a lot of Michael Gallup, who bumps up to wide receiver two just by the usage. Dalton Schultz, definitely in the tight end one starting realm this week because of the wide receiver issues. So they'll incorporate some Malik Turner, Cedric Wilson there. If you're really desperate, you could go to one of those guys, probably Wilson over Turner, because the usage has just been better for Wilson when other wide receivers has been have been out. Turner's more of a garbage deep time type of guy that they might put in. But yeah, Michael Gallup, things are looking good for him. Dalton Schultz there to help your team with a few extra targets here from Dak Prescott. Dak is going to be fine because of players like Gallup and Schultz and Wilson. He'll rebound here at home. We know typically he plays well at home. Even the game he didn't play well against the Broncos. He had those two garbage touchdowns late to help his stats. So Dak is a middle-of-the-road QB1 this week. Again, uh, bump-ups for Gallup and Schultz. Ezekiel Elliott, 
finally practicing in full here out of a game. So he should be good. So Zeke Elliott, I think, can be an RB1 in this game. The Raiders got just destroyed by Joe Mixon. Their run defense is falling apart. That should also leave room with the game script for Tony Pollard to get some key touches behind him. So I think you'll see a lot of Elliott and Pollard, kind of like that second game we saw of the season against the Chargers, another AFC West team. And really overcorrect, course correct, based on necessity here of the limitations in the passing game. So I like the Cowboys to win. I actually like the Cowboys and Bears to win by similar scores. I have them 27-17 here. So they'll control the action. But again, Pollard definitely has RB2 flex appeal based on where the Cowboys need to go. I think everything's going in their favor. So don't be scared of Prescott. He still has plenty of weapons here in this game. And uh, don't be shying off Elliott. I think this is a get-well game for him and Pollard in this running game. And Dallas's defense, you certainly can play the way Derek Carr has given up turnovers and getting messed up. We saw the Giants have success. We saw last week the Bengals have success. The Cowboys are better overall defense than both of those for Dan Quinn. All right, the final game we'll talk about here from Thanksgiving, the Bills-Saints. Good way to close. Uh, the Bills 6-4, and four, Saints 5-5. Five and five. Two playoff teams, 45.5 is the over-under. The Bills are six-point road favorites. They haven't won in New Orleans since 1998. These teams just do not play very often here, so uh, they don't really meet in any other circle except the rotation of the divisions. So, again, a lot of unfamiliarity, but one thing we're familiar with is the Saints are very good against the run, pretty weak against the pass if you look at the numbers. Marshawn Lattimore is the only thing they have, but not worried about Stephon Diggs. He's red hot. He stays a wide receiver one. Josh Allen, more of a middle road QB one right there with Prescott. Again, I don't see a lot of resistance from the Saints, especially with Alvin Kamara. Out again, Mark Ingram doesn't look right. Trevor Simeon's dealing with the right hand injury. I'm not sure how effective or useful Taysom Hill will be with a foot injury if they play him a little bit more after his big contract. So really a mess with the Saints. If I'm going with one Saints wide receiver, if I'm really desperate, the matchup is terrible against Davis White in the secondary. It's Traquan Smith. But a spread and around passing game with Simeon, potential pivot to Hill, and more running. I just don't see any scenario where these wide receivers feel all that great as plays here, unless you're really hurting again. Deep league wide receiver three or flex. One guy I'd consider Smith. That's about it here and hope for a touchdown and enough garbage points there. But yeah, Marcus Callaway, Deontay Harris, these other targets. Adam Troutman would have been a nice sleeper here after his big game last week against the Eagles, but he's down for probably the rest of the fantasy football season with a knee sprain there, so bad break for the Saints. So pretty much if Ingram doesn't play, I'm not sure if I'm interested in Tony Jones Jr. as much. I mean, the Bills run defense was a bit fluky against Jonathan Taylor. They've been dominant all year. So I think you can do better. If Ingram is in there, then he's good to go as an RB2 or flex. If Kamara somehow recovers, he goes back in as an RB1. But yeah, not looking good at all for the Saints. Their defense, you can't play it as well because the Bills Offense should uh, figure things out there. So, again, like this said, the Bills are going to move it down the field. I wouldn't trust Sanders and Cole Beasley. Beasley has been phased out a little bit with those ribs injury. Dawson Knox is the other Bills player I play at tight end one. But Sanders, the big, the targets and the deep shots simply are not there. Same with Gabriel Davis and Beasley. So, Diggs wide receiver one. Allen QB one. Knox tight end one. But everything else is kind of a no. Matt Breida, between Matt Breida and... Devin Singletary and Zach Moss against a tough Saints run defense. They're not going to get it done the way that Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders and the Eagles did last week. So very limited options. They're all on the Bills. And rounding out the Bills' plays is the Buffalo defense, even on the road. Against Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, it doesn't matter. They'll get some uh, plays in their favor in this game. 
All right, that takes care of the three Thanksgiving Day games for you for Matchup Wednesday. We'll get into five more games before the show's done. It is Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. Football and nothing else goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet online as you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. For your seasons, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. Again, it's not just football. BetOnline is pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. All right, time to continue the show. We'll turn to the 1 p.m. Eastern Time game. Some intriguing matchups there. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available to you, as always, on all platforms. All right, Titans-Patriots. Patriots, six-point home favorites, 44.5. So identical to the Bills game, except the Patriots are the AFC East team favorite at home. And the points spread is the same, 44.5, so one less point here. So not expecting a lot of offense in this game. Let's start with the Patriots side of things. Matt Jones is pretty comfortable. I think he can get to 215-2 in this game. I like Hunter Henry, but I think he's a bit touchdown dependent. The Titans have actually been pretty good against a tight end. So Hunter Henry more of a back end tight end one, so don't be disappointed if he disappoints a little bit this week. But Kendrick Bourne and these receivers should have good matchups across the board against this Titans secondary. So Kendrick Bourne, wise over three. If you need someone else, I say Jacoby Myers or Nelson Aguilar, you can take a shot in the flex, but Bourne is still the guy that mostly gets it done. I know Aguilar was the guy last week, but that was a bit fluky because the Patriots didn't have much resistance. I think the Titans will play well enough in this game. So let's look at the, again, the Patriots side of things here. Jones, playable deep end uh, QB there, deeper leagues. uh, 215-2 is a potential here. I don't think he has a high ceiling in this game, but again, the matchup is good enough and he's at home here. The Patriots running game, I mean, the Titans have been pretty good against the run, but you can run on them. So I like Damian Harris quite a bit. Ramondre Stevenson, I think, will also get some usage. So Stevenson more flex play. Damian Harris more as an RB2 this week. Bourne, wide receiver three. Henry, a back end tight end one. There's really not much else to see here with the Patriots, except their biggest asset, which is their defense here. They are just crushing it, and they can crush the Titans, who had a very messy turnover game against the Texans. So another big game could be in store for the Patriots, and they also have the top kicker there, Nick Folk, keep him in the lineup. Now, with the Titans, I don't know where I can go in this one. I mean, A.J. Brown is dealing with a chest injury. He could see a lot of uh, J.C. Jackson in coverage. They're going to be the one thing that he ta- they take away. I mean, who else would they take away at this point? I mean, you have no Julio Jones. You lost Marcus Johnson. You have Nick Westbrook-Ikine as your best other weapon here. Anthony Ferkser has had to play more tight end with Jeff Swaim uh, concussed last week. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where the Titans find offense. They also moved on from Adrian Peterson. So, now they're moving on with an interesting committee there of Dante Foreman, Jeremy McNichols, and Dontrell Hillier. So, you can't go anywhere there against this Patriots team. So, Basically, sit all your Titans. You can't play anything this week at all. Patriots, you feel good about the running game again, as usual. Defense, good stack with Harris in the defense if you want to go in that direction this week. Again, Henry and Bourne don't expect a lot, but viable enough starting production. Same thing with Jones. Uh, more appealing in two QB and super flex leagues this week. Let's uh, flip over to the Jets-Texans game. Yeah, when I talk about it, A.J. Brown and that one, uh, yeah, I think, 
if he's hurt and he's going to get the tough coverage, you he you can afford to sit him because I think Tannehill and his whole offense is really struggling here. So none of that backfield, none of that. Jets Texans. Speaking of the team that beat the Titans last week, the Texans, they're two and a half point favorites at home. Forty five is the over under. Let's start with the home team here. David Johnson, is it a time to get him going here? You have Rex Burkhead getting some touches. Phil Lindsay's kind of been phased out here. They moved on from Ingram. So what do they do? I think Dave Johnson could get double-digit touches again, working in the passing game, but good opportunity for Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks in the passing game. Collins still not ready to start him, but Cooks should rebound for sure against this uh, Jets secondary. Jets, we know, have been playing pretty well in the back end, but still pretty vulnerable at times. And Cooks is a kind of short area receiver. It's going to help Tyrod Taylor, but... Really look at Cooks there as a wide receiver three this week. David Johnson, if you're really desperate, you can look at him as a flex. But I do like uh, some of the potential here. We know how bad the Jets' run defense is. And if Johnson gets touches, they actually might add up something in this game. Now, the other side, you have Ty Johnson probably leading the way, especially with the receiving uh, over Tevin Coleman with Michael Carter. Expected to miss about three weeks with an ankle sprain. So, bummer there if you had Carter. He was looking really good against the Dolphins before he came out, but Ty Johnson figures to be the next man up that you can trust. He's had some value at the same time Carter's been on the field, so you figure that bumps up here. In this game, elsewhere, Elijah Moore is a must-start as wide receiver three with his usage. Looks like Joe Flacco is probably going to start again over Zach Wilson. We'll monitor that. Corey Davis, if you need him, he's got a good history against the Texans. He faced them a lot as a Titan there in Tennessee, so Corey Davis more of a wide receiver three. Elijah Moore is a wide receiver two. Ty Johnson could be an RB2 slash flex in deeper leagues for you if you need him. Jets and Texans defenses, if you're really looking for something to stream, either side of this matchup could help with Joe Flacco and Tyra Taylor, who coincidentally were our teammates in Baltimore. Remember, Taylor backed up Flacco for a while, and that's how flat Taylor got a lot of attention elsewhere. So, good matchup, but don't expect a lot here. 45 is the over, 2.5 only there for the Texans. So, low scoring yet again. But interesting that it has more points available than the Titans-Patriots and almost on par with the Bills-Saints. So something to keep in mind that there are some more fantasy assets you can extract than usual with a game that doesn't sound good at all like this one. All right, let's go to the next game that we'll talk about this segment before we take our final break and talk about two more games. Again, we'll take care of eight games today. We've got the seven games we'll talk about on the back end on Friday. No show tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving. Early, that's what we're doing, celebrating with breaking down the games. Here's one for you, Eagles and Giants. The Eagles are three-and-a-half-point road favorites. It's a really short road trip for the Giants. It's a 46 over-under here, so getting a little higher, but not great here so far. So let's look at uh, the Eagles side of things. Jalen Hurts is on fire. He's locked in as a QB1 every week. He's a top-end QB. He's been that, so he's way exceeded expectations this season with his rushing and that alone has been pretty big. So you look at uh, Devonta Smith, good spot of his zone defense. Really, you can't trust anything else other than Dallas Goddard. So it's, Devonta Smith is a wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside. Dallas Goddard is a tight end one. Hurts is a big-time QB one again. And you kind of like the Giants to rally and pull the upset, so that gives the Giants some chances to score points in this one. So let's uh, yeah, keep it simple with the Eagles. Hurts, Goddard, and Smith, and as well as... Uh, Miles Sanders, of course. Jordan Howard going to be missing the game for the Eagles. So Jordan Howard uh, had some key power touches. I think Miles Sanders gets those ahead of Boston Scott. You might see Kenneth Gainwell active again, but Sanders is the guy to own. Hopefully he can uh, put together a few more scrimmage yards and a score this week to help. So principles for the Eagles. You can also play their defense. The Giants are going back to some sloppy turnover woes. 
Now, for the Giants, I think Saquon Barkley can uh, keep them in the game in this one. You looked a lot better than you thought against the Buccaneers' tough run defense. The Eagles are pretty weak against the run. Evan Ingram, you know, the Eagles can't cover the tight end. So that's a ticket. Barkley here is an RB2. Ingram as a back-end tight end one to exploit this team. And they'll have a little bit of trouble as well with Kadarius Tony. I think Kenny Galladay, Darius Slay, the matchup of former Lions, that goes in uh, Slay's favor here in this game. If you need someone, I would go with Kadarius Tony. still the main guy. So I think it's a lot of Tony, Ingram, and Barkley to try to keep the Giants in the game. Again, Eagles defense red hot, too red hot to bench right now. Giants, you can't go anywhere near there this week. Uh, Daniel Jones, start at your own risk here. I mean, a lot of underneath throwing. I think he could be successful, but I can also see the Giants staying again with a lot of Barkley. So if you're down to Barkley, especially in DFS, it's a really good rebound spot here against the Eagles at home. All right, let's... Uh, Take a break here and uh, talk to you a little bit more about Built Bar before we break down the Buccaneers, Colts, and Falcons, Jags game. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you're missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. you got to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky, waxy, or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. There are so many flavors. Another great thing about Bill Parr are those so many mouth-watering flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. This month, Built is coming out with new limited-time flavors every three or four days. We've got a big Black Friday coming up, so check out their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, time to close the show and uh, wish you into a happy Thanksgiving here and enjoying the games and getting the fantasy results you desire. You also want them on Sunday as well, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Colts. The Bucks surprisingly, only three-point favorites in this game. They didn't look all that great against the Giants, but still covered, controlled things. Offensively, that is. I mean, they look really good defensively, so that's just a bit surprising with the number in this game. The Colts are coming off the big smashing performance in Buffalo to take down the Bills with Jonathan Taylor's five touchdown game. So let's break this down. The Bucks. I mean, a lot of underneath throwing. The Colts play a lot of zones, so more of the same that we saw on Monday night with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. We'll see if uh, A.J. Brown can return. Or We know A.J. Brown is in the lineup and maybe preparing for the Titans. I'm talking about Antonio Brown in this game. So it didn't look like he was close to returning last week. So I'm going to keep my hopes up. But if he's in there, he's in there for your team. So I look at uh, right now, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, we've said this all season, they're wide receiver twos with upside. Because of each other, they keep them from wide receiver ones. One could spike up and down, but they have a really high floor here, especially when Brown is not playing. Rob Gronkowski looked really good in his return. He's a zone beater as well, so he's locked in as a tight end one. So good stuff there. Tom Brady can really light up the Colts. This is the type of defense he enjoys, matriculating it down the field, short passing. Not a lot of pressure he's going to face from the Colts up front. And I... We like the number because it, I think it's going to help the Buccaneers put up some numbers. Leonard Fournette facing a pretty tough run defense, but Fournette can, we know can get it done with receiving and scoring. But be wary of Ronald Jones making this into a timeshare. All of a sudden, Jones pilfered the touchdown from Brady and Fournette against the Giants. So just be a little bit wary of that, but Fournette's still playable as an RB2. Again, your principles roll out for the Bucks. The Bucks defense, I would pump the brakes on. The Colts had one really bad turnover game with Carson Wentz, but they've been... Otherwise, protecting of the football and the quarterback with their offensive line intact. Now, let's start uh, thinking about the Colts here. Jonathan Taylor show, yeah. 
It's going to be that, but the Bucks' run defense is pretty tough, so Jonathan Taylor's going to have to get it done different ways. Maybe it's like the Ravens game where he does it more as a receiver this week. The Bucks do give up a lot of catches and problems there, so don't be down on Jonathan Taylor in any form. Of course, uh, he's awesome. He's headed to MVP consideration here, the way he's playing. He's definitely the fantasy football MVP, given that he was a late first-round pick, early second-round pick in most drafts at that time before the season, so... Yeah, he'll keep it going. I think he'll still find the end zone 100 yards from scrimmage. He'll get it in a unique way. Might be more receiving than rushing, but it still happens this week. This should help Michael Pittman Jr. They can't just run over the Bucks and expect to win the game, so they're going to have to throw quite a bit with Carson Wentz as well. So Carson Wentz I really like in this game, working to the tight ends. Not sure where the tight ends are that he's going to trust most, so I can't go there with Jack Doyle, Moa, Cox, and Kylan Granson there, so... Not going there, but uh, Michael Pittman, receiver by committee, helps uh, Carson Wentz have a pretty good day. Probably Taylor involved in that as well. So Pittman going to bounce back big time as a wide receiver too. With upside, Taylor still an RB1, uh, still higher end. I mean, he's maybe only second on the board, maybe even if that, with Christian McCaffrey. So still like him, and I like his chances to produce every week here. So shootout city, 51.5. Maybe that's what people are looking at here in this close spread here, but... I do like the Buccaneers to win, but a lot of Colts points. That means a lot of Bucks points as well here, for, led by Brady and the passing game. So let's close here the show uh, with uh, Falcons and Jaguar. So I like having the breakdown here where we do the eight games in front and seven in the back. We really get some time to look at these games. The Falcons are one-point road favorites here in Jacksonville. Very short road trip from Atlanta. Jacksonville, 46.5, coming off a long week. Matt Ryan is hard to trust here. It's still, to me, Corderell Patterson. We're not sure about Calvin Ridley returning here. There's been talk about it, but nothing certain here. So, again, Kyle Pitts, Corderell Patterson, that's all I'm going. Matt Ryan, I'm having a hard time trusting him. The Jaguars, by the numbers, actually don't allow a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks. But Pitts and Patterson, assuming Patterson returns from his injury last week, I think they should be good to go here for some decent pointage to help the Falcons win, but not a high-scoring game by any means. For the Jaguar side of things, there's some things I like about Trevor Lawrence, but I don't quite want to commit to him. Real life with James Robinson this week in this matchup. They should keep it close. That should keep the script available for Robinson to be productive. You also have uh, Marvin Jones Jr. coming on a little bit more. You had uh, Jamal Agnew go down with a hip injury for the season, so they got to throw more to the Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chanel. So a little bit more prepared to start Jones here as a wide receiver three than wanting to commit to Lawrence or Chenault here to see the way they're going. Robinson's still at RB1 based on this matchup. I'm not going to trust Dan Arnold. We fell in the trap. He had the zero targets. So we told you that the matchup against the 49ers wasn't good. We didn't think it was going to be that bad where he wasn't even targeted. So, yeah, you can't go to a player that wasn't targeted at all. He might be okay, but, yeah, I need to see it to believe it, and I don't really want to invest too much in the Jags. So Marvin Jones and Robinson is the only exposure I would like. You can look at the Jags' defense a little bit. The Falcons can make mistakes. You can look at the Falcons' defense. So these games, Jets, Texans, Falcons, Jags, give you some opportunities there to get some defensive help. The Falcons are DFS bargain of the week, really cheap here on the road against uh, Trevor Lawrence. I think they can make enough plays there to get decent return on that really cheap investment. But yeah, exploit the bad offenses or struggling offenses or teams that can make mistakes on the other side. You can get a good defensive value in fantasy football. All right, uh, we enjoy talking fantasy football here, but we're also talking about uh, bets here. And uh, thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Again, tomorrow we're taking off for Thanksgiving, but we'll be back matchup Friday, do a little bit of uh, DFS lineup version as well, but pushing back the Thursday show to Friday with a little bit of the usual Friday regulars, including 
DFS advice and the injury update. So that will be our next program here. Now make your second listen for today. Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for oil gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. For Locked on Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great, safe, and happy Thanksgiving. Good luck in all your fantasy football matchups, and we'll catch you on the flip side for Friday. Break down the rest of the matchups of week number 12.